What's up, everybody? Welcome back to my podcast, Sammy's Place. I am Sam A. Last week, I talked about my issues with anxiety and how I overcame a lot of it. Um, I had mentioned summer 2014 when things got better, uh, when I became more active. I thought I'd dig into that summer a bit more because uh, quite a bit went on. Mainly, we got fucked over in this competition we were in, and I learned a lot in that experience. But it was also quite interesting, and we had a lot of fun. That was the summer we performed for the first time. I waited a very long time to do this, to do that, perform with my friends, uh, who I made music with since forever. So to be on stage with them was was quite a moment for me. Uh, just to be on stage myself was big. I had yet performed any of my songs, so it was it was it was huge. It was a big thing for me that day. So before that happened, like I said in the last episode, I spent a year in my basement, <laughs> recovering from something traumatic, of course. Uh, it was 2013 at this point, and while I was locked up inside, I, I was working on my producing skills. I was making beats like day and night, trying to make some dope shit. A lot of it was trash, but there were, there were a few that were dope. Um, and those were the ones that became what we know as good old Mary and by my mind. Even though I wasn't really feeling social, my friends still came by, checked on me, and they were always down for making music, and while well, making music was pretty much all I was up for at the time. Uh, it kept me busy, so I made a lot of it. Ashley and I recorded Boss of This Bitch and, and Ride His Face during this time of my being locked up in the basement, and uh, we wrote Boss of This Bitch literally in like fucking five minutes, not even. That's one of my favorite songs, like ever, of mine. We had a lot of fun making that one, and then and then there was Riders Face. That was was a fucking stupid song. It was supposed to be stupid, though. A lot of people didn't realize that, but uh, Ashley and I always had fun making music. It was never serious. I was on SoundCloud one day and came across this DJ from Austria. His name, his name's Raphael Sassina. I think I'm saying that right. I hope I'm saying that right. He's a sick fucking producer. Makes crazy club tracks, okay? And I forget how it came about, but I think I saw a comment on one of his tracks, and it was his comment, and he said something like, he can remix anything and make it hot. So I'm like, oh yeah, I dare you to remix one of our songs. I wasn't actually serious though, because Ashley and I made like really bad music. We were aware of it though. That's the thing, people never caught on to that, unfortunately. They just thought we made bad music and we thought it was good. So I wanted to see this, see what this guy said. Um, I wasn't even expecting a reply to be honest, but he actually responded back. And he said to send him the vocals for Ride His Face. And I was like, yo, what the fuck? Like this guy actually wants to remix our shit. And I actually had the vocals, which I never kept vocals before. So like this was, this was meant to be Ride His Face. The remix was supposed to happen. It's fucking fate, yo. You can't fuck with fate. Uh, so it took him it took him about a week and yo when he sent me that fucking remix 
this is the first time <laughs> the only time i ever got remixed so to hear someone else do something with my vocals ashley's vocals a song that we really weren't serious about it was fucking dope yo like he edm was in at the time like edm club shit we were excited to hear what he would do with it and when we heard it it was fucking nuts like to hear us in such like sick high quality dance track yeah Raphael turned our stupid song into a fucking banger so yeah he was right he could make anything hot <laughs> uh then my 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 happened shaman just started making music around this time uh she showed me some poetry one day and i was like i definitely have to get you recording you you're you're good um we wrote my 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 over the phone if i'm not mistaken uh, she called me said she had a verse to to the beat i called her back because then i had the hook and she called me back with the third and uh, second and third verse when we actually laid down the vocals though that's what that's when we were thinking like yo this this is actually really good um and we weren't even done with it Ashley knows a DJ, uh, his name's Ricky, and Ashley's been telling me for the longest time, like, yo, you gotta get Ricky on the track, you get him on the track. So I thought of him, having him hype up the track. When she made it happen, we took three takes, yo, and from beginning to end, just Ricky was really hype. Tick on it, slope on it, wind on it, broke it off, I like it, baby, oh! Right now we have a wine around Jamaica named the Magic Wine. Yeah, the girl them dig deep in her pocket feet, so yo, I'm gonna honor the ladies and give me some Magic Wine Panachonia. Magic Wine, oh! It's it just brought the song to like an, a completely different level. The song came out so fucking sick. Like we were really proud of it. The energy was just was just big. We recorded a few more joints. Uh, one of them being. Good old Mary. I was actually surprised with how much people like Good Old Mary. I just, I literally threw it together. Uh, the Joel's and Barbara's verses were from two different songs that weren't finished. Um, Shama and Steve wrote their part. My part was from a freestyle I never released. That's where the song was built off of. I literally just kind of used a piece of it and then repeated certain parts. And then that, that's how Good Old Mary came about. But people seem to really like the beat, which I was I was surprised by because, like I said, I'm, I'm, I was very uh, self-conscious of my beat making. Anyway, we were making a lot of music and, and I was liking it, which didn't happen often for me. I didn't like a lot of what I made before that. So it just felt good making some hot shit finally. Like, got me wanting me to do more with my music. I was having fun again. Um, I felt like I was able to take that step forward now. I hadn't released any mixtapes or music, really. There was only a few tracks out that I did uh, when I'm high and I got it made. I had fuck all else available for music. So it was like, it's time. Like, I have to put something out, like, this summer. Every summer I was trying to prepare a mixtape and it never fucking happened. So I started releasing songs track by track and the response was good. People were fucking with my shit. They liked it. I was good. Uh, we shot a video for My 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 in April 2014. So like we're now getting things ready to release it this summer. Um, few people were there. My friends uh, Cassie and Akaya, they were dancing backup. The video, unfortunately, we never got. 
the guy who shot the video he, he became a cunt and like tried to charge for shit we had an agreement and he wanted more out of it once it was shot so we didn't end up getting it in the end and told him to go fuck himself and that was that i received an email sometime at the end of april from like this this landmark company media thing they they host events uh, they're based in Montreal. They were looking for artists to take part in the competition they do yearly. What they do is they search up the artists in the charts of Reverb Nation, see who's hot in different cities, like in the top 10 type of thing, and they ask them to be a part of the showcase. Um, they then go to each city and they hold a showcase there. Uh, we are given a certain amount of tickets. We have to sell them. And the more you sell, the later your set is in the night, right? Obviously based off of the uh, audience. And they were to be label executives there from like Universal, Warner, Sony Music, and so they said. Yeah, and some prizes, like shit, like money and studio time and like uh, get your shit sent out to, to other labels, major labels. Uh, they had like a lawyer involved and stuff. It was cool, it, was, it sounded good. Um, but this was like in three weeks. So I thought like, well, can I do this? I looked at what I had for music to perform and thought I could, I could put together a good 25 minute set I talked about it with Ashley, with Shema, with Joelle. They were game, and Joelle's never up for anything, so like that's rare. <laughs> um, now I just needed dancers. So I reached out to Cassie and Nakaya, who were at the video for My My My, and they, they said yeah, too. They were down. Everything seemed to be lined up. I have the music. I'll have the comfort of being on stage with close friends. The opportunity is there. So I accepted. So we had to meet the guys from Landmark, um, Ashley and I went to the this this studios where the meetings were being held the, the guys seemed cool gave us our tickets and we actually sold quite a bit i was i was surprised by that uh, being their first time performing it felt good though because we had like a lot of support like all of us not just me um the first round was may 16th and 17th and if we made it through the finals then the that would be at the end of august so like i said we had three weeks of the performance i had to come up with the set list arrange the tracks transitions like everything i wanted it to be like a mega mix non-stop back to back just big energy right i had to come up with the choreography i had to teach everyone the choreography trying to get five people there at once on time it was impossible <laughs> so i literally spent the entire day like dancing with everybody whenever they could come and mind you i hadn't danced for like six years at this point so my body was rusty like my breathing was like shit. Uh, and I wanted to sing and dance at the same time. So I, ha I had to do some cardio. That's what pushed me to start running every morning. 5 a.m. I'd be up arranging the mix. Then I'd work on some choreo. I'd go for my run, come back home, do some Pilates in my morning workout, and then back to the mix and wait till whoever arrived first to start rehearsing. We danced in the streets. We stayed in the sun. We had some beers. It was great. And, and this would go on till sometimes 11 p.m., like 12 a.m. I'd get to bed. And be back at it again 5 a.m same shit every day for three weeks and i stopped smoking too because i wanted my voice to be decent and also for the breathing but um yeah that that, that was that was hard <laughs> there, there was just something in the air it felt really good though so i enjoyed so now we're getting close to the big day and not everyone knew the choreography yet nakaya who was one of the backup dancers was the only one coming every day learning the 25 minute routine Cassie, the other backup dancer, unfortunately, uh, only came so often, which ended up resulting in us having to cut majority of the routine 
and keep the dance into only like two, three songs. That, that, that sucked. Because Nakaya and I, we really put in the time for that. And one person kind of screwed that up by just not coming. There was no excuse. And she just didn't come. We maybe had like four rehearsals all together. Um, that, that's not good, but mind you, Nakaya and Cassie, whenever we would all rehearse together, it got pretty intense. There was a few times where it got, the air got thick. <laughs> you know, we, we all have such big personalities, right? They, and they, they tend to bump heads a lot, like a lot. And there was one rehearsal where we couldn't agree on something and Cassie and Nakaya, like they really clashed that day. Uh, you know, Cassie didn't say much, but she just wasn't having it either, but she kept her tone for sure. And, and Nakaya, you know, Nakaya just stared Cassie down, like up and down. She just, she grilled the fuck out of her. Oh uh, yeah, it got, it got pretty intense. They didn't fight or anything like that. It's just, it's awkward when you're there and they're there for you. And, and Cassie doesn't like to be in environments like that. So it didn't make it any easier for her to want to come practice with us. Cassie was just like a, a hippie where she was just very zen and peaceful. But it wasn't always like that though. Like we did have some good times and they did get silly quite a bit. So Joe, she lived out in Fort Collins. So she was supposed to come rehearse her part the day before the show uh, when she came into the city. I was worried for her because she is seen as the weakest one out of the bunch. And I really wanted to work on her stage presence a lot, like a lot. Everyone expected her to be shit, especially Shayma. She was very vocal about how she felt about Joelle. <laughs> Shayma lived out of the city too. And she was supposed to come rehearse a few times, but she didn't. Instead, she told me that she'd come the night before the day of the show, like Joelle, and we'd rehearse together. Seamus said to me, okay, this is, this is the funny part, so remember this. Seamus said to me uh, that she's got this and that she's the best one out of all of us. <laughs> and, and she's like, if anything, Joe's the one that's gonna suck. She's just awful. Seamus is a really good performer great talent and stuff but i don't believe in jinxing yourself like that you got to be careful with the energy you put out before anything because it could just you you could look really fucking stupid out there and uh, and then I, I just you know told her that i'm planning to work with joe as much as i can and i know joe can do it i've seen her let loose before it's just to get her comfortable and just to let it flow like that right so that was the day before the show joelle gets in to ottawa early in the morning 7 8 a.m uh, we have to go buy some something for her to wear for, for the show. And then we start our rehearsals. And as we're in rehearsal, you know, she's she's doing it. She's doing good. She's shy, but she, she knows where her position is and stuff. So it's just to kind of get her comfortable at this point. And then Shayma calls and she's drunk. She says she'll be here bright and early and we'll spend the day practicing. And this was not what I imagined at all. The day was supposed to go smooth. Everyone was supposed to arrive at 2.30 and we do a few run-throughs from beginning to end and we get ready and we go. But no, not with my friends. <laughs> Things could never run smoothly with them. Well, Shayma mainly. So now after fit rehearsing with Shayma in there, um, the day of the show, now we're all having this anxiety like, she, yo, she better not flop tomorrow. Me, Ashley, Joelle, Nakaya, Cassie, because like Shayma, she flops a lot on shit, so it's expected. So we're all kind of sitting there like, yo, she better not. And Steve was supposed to do his verse for Good Old Mary, but the plan for him uh, was just to show up and perform his part. 
it was gonna be quick so it was, I wasn't on his ass about it. So now's the day of the show. I woke up with a fucking sore throat. I did all that shit for three weeks, stopped smoking just so my voice could be better and I wake up with a sore throat. I drank my tea trying to smooth out my throat but the shit was just rough and like it, it didn't matter. So I was like fuck it and I just started drinking uh, liquor. Joe and I rehearsed, uh, Ashley showed up, then Cassie, and I'm calling the Kaya, her phone's off, Shema, she, no answer, texting Steve, no answer, this went on for a bit, like, most of the day, if anything, fuck, so now I'm like, hey, what, what the fuck's going on here, so I start editing the mix, just in case Shema flops, like, Nakaya, but with Nakaya, like, I didn't know what was going on, that wasn't, like, her not to, to not answer her phone, when, when we got shit to do, her phone was, like, off, we're supposed to leave at like 6, 6.30. We're on at 8 and Nakaya has the mics too of all things. So now it's getting to like 4.30, 5 o'clock. Nakaya finally shows up. It's like, where the fuck have you been? I've been calling all day. She said something was up with her phone, but she didn't it, like she didn't know to be here by a certain time. So she thought this time was good. Like, no, that was wrong. I, got, I told you guys to be here for 2.30. I was just happy she was there. Nakaya was always a huge supporter. And especially during this time. Uh, she helped a lot with my anxiety. I had a really good time with her that summer. We used to dance together back in high school and dance through. It was like, what, grade nine? So to be dancing with her again was, was special. And Cassie too. She's a very talented dancer, so, uh, and I wanted to dance with Cassie for a long time. Finally it happened. I was excited. But so like, still no Shema. We're all calling Shema and nothing. No fucking answer whatsoever. Okay, now we're all getting pissed off. Like, we're ready to fucking fight at this point. Um, and then, finally, we get a call from her. She's crying, and she's, I just woke up, Sam, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, well, where the fuck are you? And she says she's at this guy's house, and she got really drunk. She's home. She's hungover. She just woke up, and, and he won't drive her. Um, she has no money to get here. I asked her what she was wearing and she's like I'm wearing like a black top and black leggings because I expected to for her to be somewhat decent given the fact she went out the night before and I was like hey well that's what you're wearing on stage yo like uh, call a cab I'll pay for it just get here so, uh, she's there within like 20-30 minutes and it's getting close it's getting really close to like time that we have to leave so she gets there and she she's crying She's got all this makeup all over her face. Her hair's a fucking mess, you know. She steps out the car. And she's like, <laughs> she just keeps saying she's sorry. And uh, I tell her, it's okay, just get your ass inside. Go get ready, yo. And like, while she's getting ready, we do a few run-throughs. Oh man, I think this is like the first time that it was all of us. Everybody was there at the same time. We were able to do a full run-through. And it looked so good in the fucking mirror, like it looked really good. Uh, but Shema and I had like zero rehearsal. We didn't practice once, which worried me because I don't like to do things unprepared. Like I like to rehearse with no rehearsing that leaves room for disaster. I've been there. Oh yeah, and, and still no word from Steve. <laughs> so, you know, and at this point I'm, I had a few drinks. I've been on edge. I'm feeling, I'm feeling good. I'm just happy that the main people were there and the show can continue. Anyways, we get to Mavericks. There's there's friends outside, faces I hadn't seen in fucking years. You know, Shema's friends and Ashley's friends and Joel's friends. It was, it was nice. It was nice to see everybody there to support. Um, we let the guys from Landmark know we're there. And they said they were running a little bit behind. So we were looking at to be on at like a later time. 
which was good. I was for that. Nakaya, Cassie, and I, we go into the parking lot to rehearse it a little bit more, clean it up a bit, because uh, Cassie was still like not so familiar with it, right? And, and before we went back in, we, we joined hands, and we said a little prayer. Cassie's the one that said the prayer. And then we all got like a little emotional. It was, it was a long journey. Because... <laughs> uh, you know, because in those three weeks, they they took on the task with me to prepare a 25-minute set. There was a lot of fighting, <laughs> a lot of headaches, uh, a lot of tears, uh, so many special moments between me and the others that just that just made all of this that much more special. And we were we were just ready to have some fun. And then it was our turn. I was nervous as fuck. I had some more shots while I was there before going on, but fuck once i stepped on stage man did the liquor ever hit me hard but I, but i was like so nervous i couldn't even fucking tell how drunk i was then the set starts and my adrenaline just kicks in i open with got it made like i'm thinking like bro i'm finally like here at this point i waited so long for this to be on stage performing and been making music since I was 12. I wrote this specific song when I was 16. Now I'm 24, performing it for the first fucking time. I waited so long for this moment. It was a nice feeling, and it was just it was just starting. Next songs were For Tonight and The Streets. Two more songs I wrote when I was 16. While I was performing The Streets, I had a little moment where it got emotional, you know, because of what we we're finally doing. I look behind me, I see Cassie, I see Nakaya, they're hyping up the crowd. I look to the right of me, off the stage, there's Ashley, the Shema, Joe, they're just standing there watching, singing along, waiting for their turn to join me on stage. You know, later on, Ashley and Shema, they told me they got a little bit emotional too during that part. Uh, they, they teared up, they said. Um, and it's funny because th this is a moment that we all shared together. It all kind of just hit us. Anyways, and then, and then my, my, my. When that beat kicked in, I produced this. So to hear my own track produced by me, blasting through the speakers like that, with people losing their shit to it, I never felt that before. I've never experienced that. So that was new, okay? That was very new. To see the response live like that from a, a big crowd of people, and then Shama comes on stage. She's like having a full blown out fucking panic attack. Our chemistry, wasn't like how it could be if we had prepared for it it would have been fucking great and this is what happens when we don't rehearse but you know she performed it and given the circumstances she did well she remembered her lines she was on edge but she still did good and, and the fact that she just woke up and left and she, <laughs> she's hung over as shit. I appreciated her for not bailing. That's that's the the most important part. Um, and you know, hopefully one day we can perform this song and give it its its the performance that it deserves with proper rehearsal. <laughs> Anyways, and then the next song was when I'm high. That was when I felt like I had the people's attention. I wasn't really looking out at the crowd. Um, I was just more so trying to remember my lyrics and perform, but I felt everyone looking like I've, it's it's a strong feeling. And then my favorite part, the Ashley and Sammy medley. Boss of this bitch started and the energy was just fucking live. 
Like people went nuts. Cassie and Nakaya walk on stage. We start doing our routine and it gets even louder. And then Ashley comes on and we did our little crotch bang. <laughs> and then that was done, you know, like we stole the fucking show. Everybody else can go the fuck home. Okay. That's, that's what it felt like. It was great. Um, and then, and then ride his face, ride his face, you know, of all fucking songs. Of course, we used the Raphael Cecina remix. The fact the song was a fucking joke and we're now here performing a remixed EDM version of it, like to the set, that was fucking gold. The way I mixed it too, like I blended it with that uh, with fucking selfie song. We used that part as a, as a dance break and it ended with a bang, yo. And then there was this moment of quiet. And then that's when we noticed the entire room, front to back, is filled with people, and they're all just fucking watching us and the screaming and shit. It was it was really dope. The response was everything we wanted and everything we had hoped for. So Ashley, Nakai, and Cassie head off stage, and now it's time for some Joe. Joe comes on and she starts rapping. She does great. You know, she surprised me. She could have been more loose, mind you, but you know, for her for her first time and for someone who's really fucking nervous. And who's always been hard on herself. She's shy as shit. This was a big thing for Joe, and she fucking killed it. Everyone did great. When we were looking out at the crowd, all we saw was everyone watching. The place was fucking packed. All the way to the front door. People were trying to get in through the doors, and everyone's just looking at us. Like literally all eyes on us. I closed the set with uh, with good old Mary. <laughs> Still no Steve. Uh, but I got Ashley, Shayma. Joe, Cassie, and the guy all on stage with me now. We're just vibing. By the last hook, people were singing along. And in my head, I'm like, yo, what the fuck? I produced this one. And then when Shema came back on, yo, like, she did a lot better than the first time. She, her nerves were settled. She didn't, wasn't panicking. And, uh, just that first round, yo, like, as soon as you get on stage, it's fucking, uh, everything's just tight. <laughs> Just like that, it all came to an end. And like everybody was like, ah, it was, it was dope. There was this sense of relief, like I never felt. I've been wanting to do that since I was like 12. I'd always imagined myself on stage, bringing my friends on one by one, and we're just fucking, we're killing shit. And we finally did that. And, and my mom, who's our biggest fan, was so proud of us. She's right there, front row, singing along to all the songs. You know, she's a mother to these girls too. She was, she was just so super proud of us. And then we get off stage and like everyone comes to say, you know, good job. And people we don't even know were like, you guys were amazing. The other artists, we were like, we were not expecting that from you guys at all. And you know, some even took pictures with us. <laughs> we felt like we did what we know how to do. We partied, we had fun, and we put on a fucking show. So now that it's over, they were expecting the event to last all night, so we went out to another bar just to celebrate. We just we just couldn't stay there and watch everybody else. We just had to go out and celebrate with each other. It was fun. Um, we didn't even know if we got into the second round or anything yet. We just we just celebrated that moment we shared together. It was it was it was nice to to experience that with them. We went back later on. This lasted till like 2 a.m. That's when they announced who's going into round two, and the final round, and then they said my name. We were we were all happy. We hugged. We just did something here tonight. We were on such a high, like all night. 
the guys from Landmark, they came up to us. They told us how much they liked our show. We chatted for a bit and they said that we were in the top three of the night and they look forward to what we do for the finals. So we have a few months to prepare. We went home and we couldn't sleep. Shaman and I, we just kept watching the footage. And I had so much fun with all of them. And I hope that we can do that again sometime after this COVID shit for sure, hopefully. But, you know, unfortunately round two, it wasn't that nice of an experience.